get your head in the game. Mate, my head's in in the game and like fucking and, and out on the street. Right? What are you doing? Uh, I was. You're on your phone. We've like hit record. You like buying something while we're. Oh, um, 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 what is this? I'm booking. <laughs> What's going on? I'm, I'm looking to get a price for parking long term at the oh airport. Oh my god! Listen, I've been working all day. When hey. I finish work, I got I got errands. I got things we're to do. We're doing a podcast for the people. Yeah, yeah, I can do all that stuff. If we were doing, doing a live podcast, would you be on your phone, dude? You probably would be. Long term parking sold out. We're fucked. Oh, God, what am I going to do? Do we get a fucking Uber to the airport? I don't want to get an Uber because I don't need to. I will pay for it and you will be quiet about it. <laughs> you will have nothing and like it. <laughs> you Jesus. lose. You have nothing. Jesus. All right, well. Mate, it's all happening. We can't record at night. Oh, it's like if, if we press record after like 10 a.m. Yeah. in the morning, we're fucked. Stop yawning on the mic. I can't help it. It's only 5 p.m. It's near my <laughs> bedtime. And I, I'm like, it's, it's hard for me. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and meanwhile, Jimmy's humping the fucking toy. Ain't nobody humping around. Jimmy's hump. Stop humping the lion. <laughs> He's got a lion stuffed animal and it's like the same size as him. Like he left it on his dog pillow, like looking out the window. Yeah. And it looked like a dog because <laughs> it's big. And he just fucks it. He suckles it and fucks it. And it's weird, Jimmy. You're a weird little dog. But I love him. He's a weird puppy, man. Well, it is a lioness. So I think it's mm. a heterosexual relationship. So many things he's hiding. <laughs> what I can't decide Where won't he be The king I know he is Join in King I see inside Can you feel Co- The Lion King Come on man The what? Lion King <laughs> The love tonight <laughs> The what? That's like the beautiful duet between her and Simba. Yeah. I don't listen to Alton John unless Bernie Taupin's written those. No, <laughs> this is not Alton John. This is from the film. Yeah. This is a primo. Yeah, I know, but that's Who do not... you think wrote those songs? Yeah, I know, but uh, I'm I'm not singing the Alton John uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's an Elton John song. Yeah, that you're but I'm singing the version by the lions to each other. <laughs> I'm not singing the Alton John one where it's like I'm out in John, feel the love tonight. Like, I'm doing the one, you know. I just have visions of a hipster, but a hipster who's only a hipster for cartoon characters that sing songs. (laughs) I'm not talking about Elton John. I'm talking about the lions from Lion King. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm OG Little Mermaid, okay? I'm talking about Blue from The Jungle Book, okay? Good singers. When I sing Little Mermaid, it is from (laughs) the early 90s. Listen, son, I don't want to hear any of your crap in here. If we're going to listen to music, we're only going to listen to good singers like Baloo from The Jungle Book. The only Aladdin is Robin Williams. Fucking suck my dick. Or those two little racist stereotype black crows from Song of the South. Oh, yeah. Don't see that on Disney Plus, do you? Oh. Oh. 
Disney. Racism. Naughty. Naughty. Naughty Disney. Are you telling me that something with the name Disney on it was racist? Should we go through the, the, the fuckery of Disney? The fact that Walt Disney was a Nazi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's right. He was a Nazi. Like when I find adults who are like obsessed with Disney, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Because it is a bit strange. It's right? a bit strange where it's like it's like Fantasyland. It's like when I can become a kid again. It's like you mm. mean the adults who like go to the parks. It's a bit like a very American thing. Go right? to Whether- TikTok. Put Disneyland in the search. And see how many videos you see of adults, grown-ass people that are wearing the ears, the black ears. Mm. Like they're walking around like, I'm at – well, I'll do the American accent because they're all American. (laughs) But like, I'm having a great time in Disneyland. (laughs) Loving. This is amazing. I've wanted to come here forever. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, just be, uh, Craig. No, Craig. 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 Craig, put your hat on. We're here as a family. We're here as a family, and we're put your gonna head on Craig. Come on, get get your backpack <laughs> and put your hat on. Okay, we're going to Space Mountain. Okay, great. Craig, I'm gonna fucking. And then meanwhile, Craig's got some fucking file. You know, got some profile on Grinder or something. Yeah, and they go to church every Sunday, <laughs> and they're against abortion. Yeah, that's why. Fuck loves, you, cucks. That's why Craig loves going to Disneyland so yeah. much because he's dogging in the parks. Yeah. There. Oh, mate, it's always the way, isn't it? Thou doth protest too much. Was there more of a truer saying said by anyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so it's it's the it's I, I almost to the point where I don't want to hate something too much because then people are like. Do you love it? You really love it? <laughs> yeah, but that is also, I mean, in this case with, like, those right-wingers, that's absolutely the case where it's like... Oh, they're all fucked. It, like, every fucking Republican senator that's like, you, this is terrible, like, within a year is yeah. found in a bathroom, like, sucking a dude off. Yeah, uh, had, a, had they had ten abortions and they're against abortions. <laughs> yeah. Or they've paid, you know, they've but paid... But the, like, oh, whatever, Captain Defense, like, it is a bit of a high school argument, like... You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, someone sounds a little defensive. Like, you can really gaslight people by saying, like, uh, Cal, I reckon you've got a real crush on Damien. And then you're like, no, no I, I don't. don't. I'm like, oh, Captain Defensive. Oh, she does like him. Who's Damien? Who's that fucking dickhead in a band? That's the guy who, like, uh, sits in the library every lunchtime and pretends oh, to God. read books. Here we go. <laughs> like an insight into the... High school years. I wasn't like that at all. Uh-huh, he says, like, literally pushing his class. <laughs> actually, a library is not really a place I was actually a real jock. Yeah. <laughs> Played football, didn't you? And you got bashed up by all the boys. All the boys. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Bash me <laughs> it's up. It's time to bash me up. I just did a weird thing where I sat in another position because I've got a real sore back and I've got a heat pack on my back. And um, it just something went boing in my back and I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, I think that's it. Get me a wheelchair. Now Jimmy's trying to have sex with the line again. Listen. It's a fucking weird house we've got yeah. going on here. Yep. 
And we're, go- we're about to go to Sydney for the Dogs weekend. Dogs fucking lions. You're literally walking around in an L shape. No. Um, I am curious to see if we're still going to be together by next week's episode. I don't think so. I think we're, we're going to break up in Sydney. Because <laughs> we're taking a, our first plane. So we're getting married and we're taking we're our We're stealing very- our first plane together. Yeah. <laughs> got her. Fucking got her. Bonnie and Clyde. Little- Middle stump cartwheeling down the arena. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly and Damien, the today's uh, Glenroy version of Bonnie and Clyde. Doesn't uh, doesn't Nick Cody do a podcast about people fucking up on planes? Isn't that like? Yeah, this? I think. Um, I, I can't. Oh, sorry, Cody. I can't remember what else. I've called. seen Cody like a few of our social posts. You might get an episode out of me and Stooks. This weekend, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because Cody always he always it's like bogans on planes, and his thing is it's always Jetstar and it's always Bali, yeah, mate. That's and it's but he always posts whenever something fucked happens on the plane, like <laughs> some fucking guy, and it's always a guy from Brisbane, yeah, always, and like he like pisses on the aisle or something. Yeah. It's yeah, he's always like something fucked in the air. Um, I got a guy. What? What? They wouldn't let me up. What? Mate, I have had a fucking huge weekend. So, <laughs> yeah. How many? How many tunes did you have at the Bended Arms Hotel? <laughs> <laughs> well, it all started Thursday. We took Thursday, Friday off. We started in the airport bar. <laughs> But at about 8 a.m., I had four pints of Guinness to start with. <laughs> so 8 a.m. you started. What time was the flight? Four. Four p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Four p.m. So by the time we boarded, uh, we'd had 12, 14 pints of Guinness. Gibbo was half asleep already. Bloody Travo, what was he doing? He was fucking. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing as well with like domestic flight. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's the same everywhere, but you're always waiting for like three dudes on a golf trip. You're yeah. sitting on the fucking tarmac. <laughs> Bing uh. bong. Could Travis, Glenn, and Jason make their way to... <laughs> and they're all brothers. Yeah, they're all brothers. They're all pissed. And they're trying to bring golf bags on as yeah. carry-on luggage. Travis, Brownfield, <laughs> Troy, Brownfield. What do you mean I can't bring me fucking sticks on as fucking carry-on? <laughs> They've got like their golf clubs like hitting people in the head as they walk down the aisle of the um, plane. Horrible story, but my brother were uh, I think it was the first time my brother has ever been overseas, but he was going on um, – one of his mates was having a 40th trip to Bali. So there was like eight of them all going um, mm. just for like five days in a little villa, blah, blah, blah. And they all – they were there like, you know, super early, um, sitting at the bar, and then they went to their flight and it was like before their flight closed, they were like, huh. You know, like, let's go. Like, the flight, um, like, just say the flight left at 7.30. Mm. They were at the gate at, like, 20 past 7, and the gates were closed. And they were like, uh, this is our flight. And they said, no, no, no. Um, we boarded it early. Like they, they boarded the plane, like, 15 minutes early, but the, the guys didn't hear, like, the announcements. And right. they were like, what? They were like, we were in the bar, like, 100 metres away. And they were like... We called all of you. We over the loudspeaker. We called all of you. And they were like, all eight of us? Because one of us, and it wasn't like they were like drinking. They probably had a beer or whatever, but like, they were like, none of us. They weren't smart. It wasn't like boys, boys, boys. boys, 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 Because they're all dads and that. And like, 
hundred percent. Like it was they more like dads, 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 yeah. dads, 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 dads. But like they're and they're kind of a loud bunch, so maybe they were like joking around, like they were, you know, talking at the bar, and they were like they weren't they weren't listening for announcements because they were like, oh, we're on time. Yep, we'll get there. Ba ba ba. And the chicks went, we like it was their fault, and they go, we called you, you didn't come, we gave your seats away. Yeah, and then she said. So suck shit, dickhead, and then punched your brother in the face. Oh, my God. No, that's horrible. So then because she goes, uh, we gave your seats away because you never came to your flight. Mm. And they're like, what the fuck is this shit? Gave them away? Gave the away. I just agreed with that for a second and then was like, hang on. Right. So the plane was still there. How? What, through a fucking barrel drawer or something? I don't know. They gave – the plane was still there. The door was closed. But the plane was still there, and they said, "No, we gave your seats away," and then wouldn't refund them. All right, ladies them. and germs, <laughs> ladies and germs, roll up, roll up for the Jetstar lottery. Yeah, like uh, how do people get these? Well, this is tickets? the thing: it's because I think that they oversold the flight, and then oh, here, the here last people. Is. Well, we, well, what? Uh, like when she's because they were like, "The plane's still there. We're here. We've checked in." We've already done the first bit. You can't Dr. not. Dr. Kelly Festuka, she's got a doctorate in like their ba- conspiracy. <laughs> their bags be, were on the plane. Be, 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 be. <laughs> I love the X-Files. It's the best. Um, but, yeah, so they gave away their seats and they were like, because when they were arguing with them, they were like, then she said, like, because they were like, no, 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 you were late. And they were like, no, 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 look at our, th-. you know, it was a big argument. Mm. And she goes, well, we gave you seats away anyway. And they were like, whoa, hang on. So you made money on our tickets that we didn't get to sit in the seats for and you've sold other seats. Mm. Um, they had to pay for a brand new ticket to go. Well, that's a nice little rort, isn't it? So we give away your tickets and then yeah. we sell these seats and then to just another say you group never came of eight the and then you've got to – so we actually sell the one set of seats three times. It's not wild. <laughs> well, I heard the story and they were devastated. Like My brother was like – I was like, I can't believe it. They had to pay $1,000 for like a flight later. Like this is it's crazy. It's a fucking rot, man. Jetstar man. You know the worst. You know the worst thing was that they sold those eight tickets to uh, JFK. It's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I was like JFK the airport. JFK the person. The person. He's dead. That's what they want you to think. No, he's dead. No, it was no. him and his cavalcade of no, dudes. he's one of his it CIA him, protectors. Frank Sinatra, no. uh, Sammy Davis Jr., the Rat Pack. Remember, JFK was in the Rat no, Pack? No, he wasn't. Dean, the CIA Scott killed Scott Dean Anderson. <laughs> if you want me to talk about the smoking bullet. The smoking a, bullet? Or smoking gun. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, it was me. I killed JFK. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Selma. <laughs> it's like killing four presidents at once. I only kill presidents after dinner and after MacGyver. Ah, <laughs> I love the Simpsons. Hey, man, we should get talking about these TV shows because we got two bangers, man. Two bangers. And this is Do the we? first time that we had, we're like talking about two really, really good things. What shows are we talking about? Oh, my God. This is Woo. the podcast. Oh, it's time for the intro. The this oh is the only podcast where two human beings are in the same room together. This is 
Should we just watch it real quick? I should we am, just watch it real quick? Should we just watch it real quick? I am Dr. Damien Dickhead You're Gibson, PhD. I didn't no. go to dickhead school to be called Mr. Thank you very much. <laughs> and it's Kelly. Big whoop. Want to find about it. I've got a sore back. Let me tell you about it. For Stuka. <laughs> I feel like every podcast is another ailment. Migraine, the flu. Sinus now um, back. Maybe you're just a fucking whinger, mate. Maybe I'm just tough. Tough. Like putting up with all this shit. Put up with you, that's for fucking sure. I'm going to kill you in that airplane. Yeah, They're going to have to fucking <laughs> land. It's only an hour flight. That's the real definition of like the uh, solemn hero, the Australian solemn hero. Yeah. Yeah, diggers were in the trenches going, oh, make me back. Oh, it's fucking Turk. Oh, Stop shooting at me. Get me another Voltaren, would you, <laughs> Dale? <laughs> wow. <laughs> These bullet holes are killing me. Well, I, I am excited to get on a plane with you and see because I reckon nothing's going to happen because I will go full autism mode and you will. put my headphones on and I will not talk to you. You're going to be so annoying. It's like you're traveling on your own. That's what it'll be like. No, but then I have to like look out for you. Why? What do you because mean? I don't know. Because you're. Because you might have your headphones on and they're going to call your name and you're going to hear anything and they're going to call your name because they sold your fucking seat to some other one, some other dickhead. How do you think <laughs> I fucking travelled on my own for years before you existed? I don't know. No, but you were on your own so you weren't like killing someone that you loved, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the true test of a relationship is to see what you like when you travel together. Yeah, it's a good thing there's a real big harbour up in Sydney. Someone might be sleeping at the bottom of it by the end of the week. <laughs> that is Damien Bugsy Gibson. Yeah, you are Sicilian. So yeah, like, I know, uh, I am. But my Sicilian side of me is really soft. It's my mum's side. That's for fire cracker. Yeah, it's a soft Sicilian. Yeah. Anyway, back to television. It's my favourite calzone is a soft Sicilian. Calzono. Calzono. Calzono, hello, my name is Mr. Calzono. You can call me Tony. Did you jerk off Frank Calzono behind the <laughs> shelter sheds? Frankie Calzono. Yeah. Frankie. Frankie. Frankie got a wristy. Oh, fuck off, dude. No, I did. <laughs> I fucking came too. I did, but don't fucking say nothing. I fucking came in my pants. I can't believe you fucking came in my pants. I fucking I come back to class. <laughs> Sir was like, what's that? I was like, fucking, oh, that. It's water. No, I just went home. I just I jumped to, the back paddock. I just splashed myself around there, man. It was mm-hmm. the fucking. No, I went home because I live on the, um, I live on the garden, the farm. <laughs> the garden. The garden farmer, farmer. I jumped the back fence of the oval and my house backs onto the oval. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. Because <laughs> I live on the market no, gardens. There's no fence between the house and no. the oval. You could just walk, walk straight home. in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're talking about One Piece, the live action 2023 version. Mm. Not the, not the uh, manga comic book. Not the animated series. Which we know the, it's based on that, but it's on Netflix. I've done a live it's action It's on Netflix. It's, it's the biggest show in the world. Zoomers fucking love it. I didn't hear about it when Jamie was like, let's watch this. Apparently, he's like, MJF, a wrestler said it's really good, so we should watch it. And I was like, well, if a wrestler said we should watch it, we should watch it. Hey, man. I didn't know anything about it. I had no idea. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And I loved it. It was great. It's really enjoyable. It's so good. 
it's good, man. It is really good. It's fucking good. I'm yeah. like trying to describe it to people because I'm like, gosh, you got to watch this show. And it's like I was never into Harry Potter, but I kind of – Seals got me into Doctor Who because mm. I'm more of a Star Trek kind of gal. But then it's like – it's almost like uh, like kind of like Harry Potter, Doctor Who mix, but it's like set on a pirate ship. So it's – they're real people, but it, the universe they live in is not – Earth, it's no. just a little bit different, and there's just an element of um, of uh, it's a little bit country, it's a little bit rock and roll, exactly. Like it's just a little bit of um, not magic, but um, you know, there's yeah, there's like superpowers superpower. sort of kind of happening, but you don't know who's there's there seems to be pretty strict limitations on what like one person is strong. And that's it. And mm. the other person is like an elastic person and that's it. It's not – they're not sort of all-powerful beings. But um, we don't know yet. Like we've only watched the first episode. But, yeah, it's like uh, pirates who do kung fu. Yeah. But it's then it's ba- – sorry, you go. No, no, no. No, 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 you go. I was just going to say it's based on a Japanese comic. So uh, there is a lot of Japanness. Mm. In this, mm. uh, like, you know, like, like even just the humor is very sort of like dad joke, uh, which I like fast kind of French yeah. fast type thing of like what? Yeah, like, yeah, it was, and and like sort it was, of like Jerry Lewis time, but it was humor. not forced or fake, and like it had an element that it could be like, is it a kid show? Um, but then it's a little bit of blood and gore where it's maybe not. But the no, samurai I guy is. If you've got kids under the age of 12, I wouldn't let them watch this. The samurai guy is so good. And like, because they've got a mixture of like this Japanese guy, but then they've got people with American accents, English accents, Mexican, and it's. And no one's famous. Like, it's like everyone's their first kind of big. Kind well, of, not famous to us. So they yeah. may have been in other things previously, but. But no one's, yeah, but no one's like, you know, there's not, like so far I haven't seen a, you know, a cameo from Gary Oldman or something, you know? Like it's just it's yeah. very, um, I don't know, like it's got like, it's, it's very not, ship to shore, but it's great. Yeah, it's got, yeah, I, I don't know what tone, what the tone, I mean, the overall tone of the show is like very sort of happy and bright. Yeah. Um, and like very sort of Asian in that sense, like very Japanese, Korean even though that like it's about pirates and like there is violence and stuff and it's still pretty upbeat. You yeah, because the like, main guy is upbeat because he's really the main guy. He- yeah, but even like even though initially like his companions are don't you know they're refusing the call to use it. That's a screenwriting term there, but mm-hmm. um, they're still nice about it. They're just like, no, I've got my own thing going on, blah, blah. Mm. It's not. Baddies are real baddies. The goodies are goodies. I thought this first episode really set everything up really well. Really did. Like by the end of the yeah. first episode, you're like, well, within the first five minutes of the first episode, you're like, oh, okay. So there was this king of the pirates. The cops essentially, they're called, what are they called? Mariners? Uh, what are the no, cops Marines. Marines. So the Marines uh, who were like the cops in this universe – they get a hold of him. They're going to kill him. And just before he gets beheaded, he, like, lets people know that his treasure is out there. Yeah. And it um, makes people go wild. Yeah. And it's essentially like, he's like, I buried my treasure and it's worth, like, trillions of dollars, essentially. Mm. And so there's 
you know, 10,000 people at his funeral because he's a famous guy. And basically, he knows that if he uh, announces this, he'll set in motion, like, mm. essentially a punk scene, like mm. a, a revolt, a revolution mm. that people will want to become pirates and, like, go out yeah. and, and, like, seek their own course. And we meet people throughout the first episode that, like, that's what they that's who they are and yeah. that's what they're, they're doing. Um, and so, yeah, it, there's definitive lines of, like, the Marines are the bad guys and I don't – I like that too mm. as well is that, like, you know, the the the, the man mm. is the bad guy, mm. you know, like – uh, it's not like Succession where it's like, you know, even though I know Succession was – anyway, whatever. There's still a part of me that's like, yeah, but these guys are still the main characters of the show and therefore you somehow kind of like them a little mm. bit, you know. This is like – I don't know. Like if you're going to make a sort of like four-quadrant adventure show, mm. then, you know, it, there should be very definite, in my mind, very definite protagonists and definite mm-hmm. antagonists. And there is in this show and – it's a young cast, but they're holding their own and acting pretty well, and it's well written and directed. There's supposedly each episode costs around seventeen million US to make. Wow! Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it, it looks and it's all on the screen. But it's also because there's no CGI. I was about to being, say that there's no yeah. CGI, so that probably explains it because everything is like big boats. Big dicks. <laughs> Everything's big, tits, big dits, big, big butts. Big tits, small dicks. That's my late show quote. <laughs> ding, 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 ding for the episode from the olden days. Can I just say it again because it's really fun to say. Big tits, small dicks. Thank you. But wait, there's more. Naughty sleeve. Naughty, Naughty sleeve. sleeve. Beard hat. Beard hat. Uh, it. You, I, I know. I can tell now. It's it you're full is of worth. shit, mate. <laughs> That's three things you can't tame: the mighty snowy river. <laughs> oh, it's good to laugh again. Uh, it definitely is worth seven million dollars an episode because seventeen. Seventeen. That's what I said. You said seven. I thought I said seventeen, but whatever. Correct me. That's fine. You're on a lot um, of medication. I'm on a lot of medication for my back. I'm feeling it too. I'm feeling real drowsy. Maybe uh, I misheard you. Let's start a contest. Did Kelly say seven or seventeen? The first Mate, person. Mate, we got that, it on tape. First person to email in and let us know wins a prize. Uh, but they do like it's like when they're in the water. It's you know there's a massive boat there. It's not some James Cameron half a tank full fucking Titanic shit. It's it's good. Um, but also I love that the the lead guy he wants to be a pirate so badly, but he's kind. And he's sweet. He's like, I'm going to be the best pirate ever and I'm going to be the kindest pirate and I can't wait to find my treasure. And I just fell in love with him because he was so so sweet to the point of yeah. obnoxious where I was like, oh, this kid's going to annoy me because he's so nice. But he's endearing and he's nice the whole way through and he and he helps people along the way and then they help him. And he's just like at the end of the episode, there's a character who you think is going to go with him and be in his, you know, because he really wants to make a gang. And it's like, so you think, oh, yeah, this guy um, that he saved is going to join him. And he went, no, I don't want to come. And I, and, the, and he, it was the sweetest moment. I, I love that moment because I'm like, oh, I really thought that the whole point of seeing this kid and them interacting was that he was now going to be a sidekick. 
And then the kid's like, no, I don't want to go on a pirate. I want to stay here and work on, you know, I want to become a, a Marine, but I want to be a good one. I want to change it and be good. Mm. And his friend's like, okay, good luck. We'll see each other again. And it was beautiful. And they said goodbye. And what a great exposition because we're going to meet that kid again. Don't mm. know when. I don't know if he's going to be good. I don't know if he's going to be bad. But I can't wait to meet him again. And I didn't expect that, that he wasn't going to go with him. Like, it was great. It was just, it's, but also just because it's, there's a, the silliness around it with like this like small kind of of um, superhero-ness and the samurai guy, three swords, so fucking cool. Mm. Dude, this show, very good. Very good. It was very good. It was very, very good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. How many grams are you going to give it? Um, I would give it three and a half, but then like just for the show, but I'll bump it up to four because everything's practical. I'm gonna like give it's it, all practical effects and stuff. I'm going to give it four. It may change. As I watch it, it might go to five or it might go to three and a half. Depends how second, third episode go. But I'm going to give it four because when I think about I gave Jury Duty five, I liked that more. Yeah, but I still you love this. Give yourself some room. Yeah, I gotta give myself some wiggle room, right? Wiggle I'm gonna give it four wiggle room. I'm gonna give it four grumps. Mm. Um, and look, the next show we're gonna talk about. Holy shit! Yeah, well, suppose we can talk about the first episode of season two, but we can just talk about Welcome to Wrexham. Full stop. Welcome to Wrexham. If you haven't watched this fucking documentary series on Disney yet. What kind of a life are you living? What are you doing? Well, you probably got a life where, you know, you might kids have kids stuff. that you look after. Shut up. I don't care, man. Watch this fucking show. You've got to watch this show, man. Yeah, I am sort of amazed at how many people I meet who haven't watched it. Oh, my God. What are it you does, doing? It does sort of split rooms of people will be like, I haven't seen it. And then the people who have are yeah. all in. It's very hard. Like A lot of people haven't heard of it. When I say welcome to Rexham, they're like, huh? And maybe because people don't have Disney. So I just thought it was something that I was really well everyone known. Everyone had Disney Plus. No, because it's don't. relatively cheap, and like there's just everything's on it. So like, many people don't have it, and when I say it's a documentary about soccer club, they go, eh, and I'm like, shut up! You don't know what you're talking about because I'm not into soccer. I don't watch it at all. It's take take the soccer part away from it. The way that this documentary is made hmm. is fucking exceptional. Yeah. It was um, suggested to me by uh, my mate Miles, who uh, mm. suggested another show. I can't mm. remember which one it was. Oh. Ashuka. Who, which is, which is still show. watching, which I'm still uh, fucking in. Yeah. It's great. Um, and he didn't even really, like, describe. So, he was just like, there's this, like, football, like, soccer documentary on uh, Disney Plus. got Ryan Gosling and. Um, I knew I was going to do that. Ryan Reynolds. It's got Ryan Reynolds Deadpool in it. Deadpool and uh, Rob McAlegy. Um, Yeah, and like I think you would really like it. And that's basically all he said to me and that's all I had to go on. And like within the first 10 minutes of the first episode I was in, oh, fuck. it se- essentially follows Rob McElhenney and uh, Ryan Reynolds. I keep going to say Gosling. Um, bought a fifth like a fifth division Premier League team mm. in a town called Rex, uh, Wrexham mm. in Wales. Yeah. Uh, in the UK, there's like 
it's like 10 tiers of football mm. and they're like but essentially they're at the very bottom of the profession yeah. the professional leagues one of the and oldest so, leagues yeah and like uh so Ryan and Rob like uh one like they both love sports so they're kind of doing it for a laugh at first and i think they they're not idiots they know that if they could like inject some money into this club mm. and move it up to a point where it starts playing like top line division football in Europe, mm. they can make a lot of money out of this. Mm. So it's not it's not all altruistic. Or I don't think it would have been initially. I think there would have been some thought of like, and we could mm. we we get to own a football team, we get to go to the UK every mm. now and then, um, and then hopefully we earn some money out of it. Mm. Right? Initially, but over time you start to really see, and I think it happens naturally for mm. them as well, is that they become a hundred percent fucking invested, not just in the club but the town because if anyone who's been involved in any kind of community sports club or even just like even just a bigger club like as a fan you know that like it becomes really important it becomes a centerpiece of people's mm. lives it's stuff that the, it's what they do together they go to the football together mm. you know mom and son go to the football together or you know roy who's retired now he like volunteers to clean the boots every weekend or whatever. And I think it's important to know that the football team was pretty, like, broke. Yeah, so they were successful in the 60s and 70s and have, like, fallen on really, really hard times. And so has the town. Wrexham is, was an ex-mining town, was shut down by Thatcher in the 80s. And Margaret Thatcher, I used to do songs about that. John Major, special time. So now that the late show quote for you, ring the bell. Please come back, Margaret Thatcher. Well, yeah, but she fucking did, and the the town's depressed, like it's economically depressed. So anyway, we watched all the first season. I cried every episode. Every fucking episode. I love yeah. sport. I grew up around uh, like footy clubs and cricket clubs because of my dad. I played a lot of footy myself, and even just like tennis clubs and stuff. I so totally identified yeah. with coming from a working class area, and like you know, footy clubs and cricket clubs are really important to people. And this is slightly more important than that in the sense of like it's kind of like there's a chance that their cl- club could go up into the top national league. And so anyway, the first it's season – one or the other, isn't it? It's like there's a chance they could get to the next league, which would save the club, or if they stay where they are, the club's dead. So the first season – and just a reminder, guys, this is a podcast that deals with uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. all spoilers, no facts. All spoilers, no facts, season one, spoiler – yeah, so they don't make it at they the end of season one. They don't fucking make it. They don't go up to They don't make it. Because it's a documentary. It's and not everyone's a ri- there. Yeah, it's not a written show. Like, And mates of theirs have like flown across from LA. Like Will Farrell's there. Will like, Farrell's there. Will Arnett and stuff. Will Arnett. There's all these celebrities like who are in on it because they're mates with like Ronald Reynolds. David and- Beckham. <laughs> Beckham was there as oh, well. Oh, no, that was at the FA Cup match that Beckham was at. Oh. And they didn't – Rob and Ryan didn't understand the offside rule oh. and they thought Wrexham had scored and they hadn't scored. Oh, and it uh. was just like all these people <laughs> like – and they they didn't they didn't get there, man, and it was fucking heartbreaking. It was. It really was. And like you felt like <sighs> the, the people God. who were the stars of this show outside of Rob yeah. and Ryan and the, the people in the town, yeah. the players you get to know – and that's really cool. It, it gives you that kind of like, it's almost like uh, 
driving to win or whatever that F1, whatever the F1 Netflix show mm-hmm. was that sort of does a similar thing. Where, I like, didn't followed, watch it. It was very, very popular yeah. and, it's, and it's been a huge boost for F1. Really? Like people are getting into F1 we because of it. Quick? We could, yeah, maybe. Um, and then there's been like attempts to do like the same guys made like a tennis one and it was a bit of a flop. Mm. But even like the last dance and stuff, there is like oh, last dance is there's amazing. an appetite for sports. Um, Can I just say the documentary? Th- the, the documentaries, the sport ones, the thirty for thirties. Yeah, yeah. They're so fucking good. So I yeah, love them. The, yes, but these are serialized and follow seasons. Mm. So like, mm. it's almost the way. I almost feel like this might be the way a lot of people consume sport moving forward. Mm. That like, um, they like Amazon Prime tried to do it with the Australian Test side, and it just didn't. The Australian Back cricket, cricket Test side and on, stuff. Mate. I mean, I watched it, but it actually made me dislike the players, so yeah. I stopped watching it. Um, because <laughs> it's like, no, please don't take cricket away from me. Anyway, the first episode of this first season, essentially, it's like. Um, we have to go up this year or all the money that we've put into this club and it, yeah. Rob and Ryan have put a lot of fucking money into the club mm. will be gone. Like they would have just wasted all of it. Like the gamble that they would have taken. And just but, the, for the town as well because like the, the grounds are falling apart. It hasn't been fixed since the 60s. It's a four, four, five, six, sixty-year-old like ground mm. which is just – so bad. No, the ground is like 150 years old. But like, oh, but one of the stands, wasn't it? One yeah, of the st- yeah. St- they, yeah. Well, they haven't had any money, so nothing's been updated. But nothing's been, mate. Oh, fuck this fucking show, man. The thing is, oh, like, with the amount of money that so they're spending, good. like, yeah. it's kind of, now in the second season, for me as, like, just a, a person who likes sport, there's a part of me that's like, well, I want Wrexham to do well, but they're no longer the underdog. Because the amount of money that they're spending, mm. like they're spending the same as a club, maybe two or three levels above them, to just make it through to the next round, and they're always going to have that. Like with the documentary and with two Hollywood A-listers as like their owners and stuff, they're mm. always going to have a leg up, and that's great for Wrexham and the town. But there is a part of me that's like. Well, what about the other twenty-two teams in this fifth division? You yeah, know? but maybe they're. What about every other depressed? But what I did, sorry, Stu, I know I'm talking a lot. But what I did like about the beginning mm. of the se- of season two is that a whole bunch of money has been injected into just the football club, right? Mm. Just the football club, not the town, just mm. the club. Mm. And every single person they interview from season one, um, from the town, mm. talks about how much of an economic boost there's it's been done for in the, the town. town yeah because one a little bit it's got they've got a little bit of tourism cachet now because yeah. of the tv show yeah but ultimately like money's been pumped into the football Which, club yeah so therefore people are, are like getting employed and there's more money around and so that's other what, people get employed and like that's what i'm really loving is that the stuff because they do focus on a lot of people in the town and that's what i am fucking loving so hard is that this town that was done so bad, has been doing it so hard for so long. Mm. They have tourists now. Like there's all these people. Like they, there is a store in Wrexham that has DVDs. It's just a little store and it's full of DVDs. Yeah. That's that guy's job. He Look, opened let's up be a di- honest. Probably pirated DVDs. Right? Probably. <laughs> but that's his job. And he's like, people are coming in. He's like, I don't know any 
I don't know any, like, how the fuck do you have a store and can pay your rent selling DVDs and he's held it. That's how old school this town is. He's just held on to it and he's like, business have been great because it's just mm. all these people coming in, getting photos with him, buying DVDs. It's fucking beautiful. Everything great, they yeah. do. And then the episode we watched last night, holy fuck. I just was like, I can't stand watching I can't watch the show anymore. <laughs> it's killing me emotionally. Um, they focused on an autistic girl who is just in love with the team. She's like a number one fan. Number one fan. And then one of the, the one of the, the most valuable player of the team, Paul Mullins, his son is also autistic. Just sorry, just a little bit of background. They so she was a, a massive fan. She played in the juniors team. Yeah. But her autism started to get worse and she oh. stopped going to games because it was too much for her. And but wasn't they, she playing as well? She as was a kid, playing, yes, yeah, yeah. Her? But they yeah, but the yes. But the the point like they set up a quiet area for like they set up a, a an autism like a sensory yeah. uh area so she could go Yeah. And watch and wear her headphones and not be just not be horrified by the loud sounds. But what broke her was that she was playing soccer, and then as a little girl, and then when she got to around twelve, thirteen, she got dropped because she wasn't good at it mm. anymore. And um, but and she's still obsessed her. with the club. Yeah, but she but it, her mum was like a broker because. All she wanted to do was play soccer and they dropped her from the team because she wasn't good. And then she's a number one fan. And then, dude, I was fucking bawling. Damien was bawling. The stars, this- yeah, the star striker in the side's little boy also got diagnosed <sighs> with autism. Fuck. And he spoke about it on the documentary and in social media. So then this young girl, I can't remember her name, it's like Steffi or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, she like made a little like gift pack for the yeah, striker's she, like, draws son pictures, and like dude, drew a picture for this him is and stuff. One and, of like, the dangers that we're finding watching Welcome to Wrexham is that I was like, so, should we watch an episode? And Damien's like, I just don't feel like crying tonight. Because every time we watch a new episode, we're crying because it's it's beautiful and, it's, and it does because it's not just – it's the players but just the town and – People that have been hard done by and finally, finally there is good and it feels, you know, oh, man, it's just – but also just the way that they make the documentary, like there was a moment where she um, uh, was watching the match and she put on her noise-cancelling headphones so she could watch the match and the the sound goes while you're watching it. Like they they kind of – the editing – Kind of make it as if we're watching it through her eyes with no sound. Yeah. And he um, scores a goal and you're just like, mate. And even in season one, they did some really good like moments with particular players where they'd be like, watching the game, watching the game. Oh, goes this guy, goes this guy. And then this this guy's about to kick it and you think, is it going to be a goal? And then it just stops and it goes to him in his backyard. My name's David, blah, 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 blah. And he just, they cut it before the moment on the, dude, the, Editing in this show is a fucking yeah, the plus. editing the editing and direction on the show is oh, uh, superb. It's real good, man. You don't have to like soccer to love this show, man. It's so fucking good. I love it. Yeah. Also, Rob and Ryan. Like, so the B plot of the first couple episodes is that Rob and Ryan are over, and they're meeting. They got an invitation to meet the king. To meet the king. To meet King meet Charles. King Charles. It's so funny. And it's kind of funny for I think for us as Australians who like have a well. 
your family have a weird fascination with the royal family, but my family, for example, would be like, Ugh, give a fuck, mm. who cares? You know, mm. like it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> but <laughs> but Americans <laughs> fucking freak out. Dude, like, it's and so like they funny. go, like Rob and Ryan go and get like fucking elocution lessons. Elocution, like, which yeah. is obviously for the show. Yeah. Like I think they're kind of taking the piss a little bit. Um, but they like they really take it. So it's like we're meeting a king. I was like, eh, yeah. I mean, it's, you are, but like, it's just so funny. As we were both watching it, you know, King Charles is like, hello. You do it. I guess it's always sunny in Philadelphia, isn't it? Oh, no, oh, oh. he's like, yeah. Rob goes. I'm from Philadelphia originally, but I live in Los Angeles, and I go, it's not a bad line. Mm. King Charles was like, I heard it's always sunny there. Oh, God. Ding, 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 ding. There, someone's given him some lines to say, which is nice. And he's, like, meeting everyone. And then the camera just goes to – I think he, over 60 years of meeting people, he would have got okay at small yeah, talk. Yeah, maybe. But what made me laugh was, like, you know, you're watching King Charles and everyone's, you know, etiquette, etiquette, and then you just – camera goes to Camilla and she's, like, talking to some of the ladies. And, and at the same time, we're both like – Ugh, look at that bag of bones. Like, <laughs> she's just like, like you could just <laughs> I don't I've never I don't know if I've actually heard her speak, but she just looks like she sounds like a fucking um <laughs> Patty or Selma. She just looks like she's like, So, you like soccer? <laughs> you like the boys on the tight shorts? <laughs> jump, 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 jump. <laughs> like, there's something about it. I'm sure she's lovely, but it's just, man, it's just so funny. But yeah, King Charles, so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have a fascination. It's really with the strange family. because, like, they come along, make a big deal it's like a royal reception they come to the club mm. they get introduced blah 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 blah. they do it because they're, they're asking. talking to everybody yeah no i understand but they they're asking for funding from the yeah. government and the royal family mm. and then the government which i mean this is obviously a little while ago now boris johnson was still prime minister just turned around and said no 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 money um which to be fair like i can't believe i'm going to agree with the tory government mm. but there if i was in government, I would be like, don't you guys mm. have the money for this? Mm. You know what I mean? You just made a TV show showing how much money you've spent on the club and now you want £20 million from us to build well, a maybe stand. It's, but maybe it's like in comparison because government probably probably does give X amount to cricket, Premier League, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Um, but also because they're from Wales – there probably is money that goes to community well, clubs say, yeah. around UK, blah, blah. And, like, the guy who – like, the ball guy who seems to do the actual work around mm. the club out of the forum mm. was like, they're not going to win the next election here, so yeah. they're just not giving you the money. And that's what was upsetting. They know they're not going to win the next election in that area of Wales, and that's why they're like, well, they're well we don't need to – They're definitely not now. Not now, but yeah. <laughs> it's like if it was a swing state, they would have got the money. And that sucks. Because could you imagine, like, there was a no on that. How many other things is there a no to? Roads, well, yeah. and water, the show, infrastructure. The it's show fucked. itself, and I sort of coming back to what we first said, talking about this show, it's frustrating to watch because the show mm. itself is a testament of when you spend money on public entities, mm. then it's for the good of the public. Mm. Like, when you spend money on things that are, like uh, – you know, a utility for everybody. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, I know not everybody in Wrexham would be into football or go to the football ground, but it's something that's used by a lot of people. Yeah. And it brings in – this is why, like, if you set up an AFL – I'm going off on a tangent now. But go. if you set up an oh, AFL boy. team in Tasmania, it will bring in money because yeah. people will go there to watch it. And, yeah. like, all the people who work at the grounds every Saturday and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. like, hotels and pubs and, like, it yeah. makes a huge difference. So, like – for the government to turn around and go, nah, after the – it mm. took two Hollywood stars yeah. to come in and uh, undepress, which yeah. is not an English word, but I can't this, think of the proper yeah. word, like to revitalise yeah. one to of the towns. To inject some fucking economy yeah, to, into this place. Yeah, to revitalise a town yeah. in the UK under a government that is obviously just let it rot. For let it rot. And everyone's in that town and been struggling and now like – you know, the bakery can, like, make ends meet. Like, everyone's doing better yeah. because of it and it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's a really, I'll- like, just like Jury Duty, the show, like, it has filled. I mean, even that you're talking about um, that bald guy who's the only one that does work. I don't know what he is. He's, like, their finance guy and, you know, typical British bald hair glasses. He team. worked for the FA. So, he worked for the Football Association. So, he essentially helped run the Premier League. Mm. And then he came down <laughs> to Division 5 to help these guys. To help these guys. And even um, when they got the bad news about that they weren't getting the funding, he said, you know, look, just do me a favour. They were on Zoom and he's like, boys, 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 just do me a favour. He's like, just let me be the sad one here, okay? You guys don't be sad about it. I'll Just let me be the only one sad. You kept me laughing. And I was like, Jesus, like mm. – it filled. It just fills my heart. It's be, it's just a real sweet show. I just love it. Yeah, it tells a really good story yeah, and love it. Um, yeah, it's jo- like it's uh, it's yeah, joyous. Like I think it helps remind you that like we're all pretty mm. fucking similar at the end of the day, yeah. no matter where you are. That really people just care about their family their friends, their passions, whether that be a football club or whatever it is. Man, these producers um, for this and show. Everybody just wants to everyone just wants to get by yeah. and be happy at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's like very universal themes for oh. a show that you might not like you might initially go, I don't want to watch a fucking twenty part documentary about English you do. soccer. Trust me, but you, you really do. do. You really great. do. It's not the the soccer I don't watch soccer. But it's um it doesn't matter. It's just the I, the producers of this show are incredible because they've gone into this town and they've like met the people, interviewed people and found out who the interesting characters are. Yeah. And they're the ones that they should be. Like the DVD player, like the DVD guy. This like the autistic girl. Like the old the old the two old women that sit Yeah, in front the of, two old ducks who have coffee every yeah, Friday. Yeah, oh do you hear about it? Oh, do you got mine? Yeah, I got mine. Why do we do oh, it to ourselves? Why? I'm not having a pint, it's too early. Like it's beautiful, <laughs> man. I fucking love it. Anyway, how many grumps? Oh um this is one of my favourite T V shows of all time. So yeah, it has to be five. Really? Five? Yeah, five. Five um, grumps. Um, five grumps. That's a lot of grumps, bro. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it four and a half. Uh, only because this is gonna be very unpopular. Sometimes I feel like Ryan Reynolds is a beautiful, beautiful man, 
But sometimes I feel like he knows when a camera is on and I want to try and get him as a bit more – I would like to see a bit more – I feel like the Rob we see is the Rob where he's just like, oh, fuck, like we get the real Rob. And sometimes I feel like Ryan Reynolds is very, very aware of like when he's being filmed and he never does anything wrong and he's always like he could be that awesome and that lovely and that nice. He could Mm. be. But I don't know. I reckon I'd like to see uh, a bit more of a realer Ryan Reynolds. So that's why I'm not giving it five. I think that is him. It could be because he's Canadian, so it could be that that is him. But I just don't know if anyone could be that put together at all times. I just don't know. No, I think so. Yeah. Not everyone's a psycho like you and me, Stukes. It's mm, true. Like this fucking emotional vacuum. Yeah, but I'd just like to see him go once, like go, fucker. Uh, that, that's definitely happened when they've lost and stuff. He's been down at the Different people emote in different ways. Rob is like us. We're like, if the football team's losing, you're like, fuck! Yeah. You know? Jimmy. Oh, my God, Jimmy. (laughs) Jimmy just got real scared. It was for comedic effects. Sorry, Jim. Okay. You know? But then, like, everybody else, like, you know, there are people I know who do not do that when when things go wrong. What's wrong with them? What are they hiding? (laughs) They probably go home and, like, whip their own dick or something. Yeah, that sounds fun. (laughs) All right. Four and a half stars. No, Grumps. Grumps. We don't do stars here. Stars? We do Grumps. We don't deserve stars, Kelly. We're Grumps. Um, you know who does deserve a star, though? You do. You deserve a little star stamp for listening all the way to the you end. You did. You listened. You got there. And I'm on some pretty heavy medication, so I'm sorry if I was blah. But I just. No need to apologize, Stooks. We give these people free entertainment, but we do appreciate yeah. them listening every week. And there's yeah. more people listening all the time. Yeah. We really appreciate that. Yeah. We are going to do these rap parties, I promise. Yeah. Like they we're are. just going to finish seasons first. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, we've got a few. We've got Bear Season 2. That needs to be the oh. first one we do. Because uh, we've got to talk about fishes. Like, fuck me. It's the greatest episode of TV ever. No, we've got to talk uh, about the bear. Yeah. But anyway, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll explain some, some things about Pearl Jam and REM to you guys. Anyway. Uh, wow. <laughs> So, thanks for listening. And thanks, thanks for listening. For thanks for telling your friends. Tell your friends. Give uh, us a review. Give yeah, us five follow stars. us on social media. Kelly on Instagram. Damien on Instagram. I'll yeah. put the accounts. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. In the show notes. But until next week, we love you. Bye. I love you. I love you. Huh?